This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Let's get canceled podcast. All right, so it seemed like in today's um, generation, like the biggest topic is relationships. No matter what age ring, it could be from adolescents to young adults to um, mid-age to elderly. Relationships is always going to be a hot topic. And it seemed like um, the type of relationship also when it comes to interracial dating. Most people are actually with it. And then the same amount of people that's with it is also majority against it. What would be your um, take on it when it comes to interracial dating? All right. What I'm going to say is I'm, I'm, I'm going to say do what is available to you. What you mean by that? All right. Some people happen to live in demographics where I might be a Caucasian woman, male, but the demographic in my community is mostly Latino or African-American or maybe even Asian. Yeah, so what if you live in a big city like New York and L.A. that has a, a vast majority of races? Well, I think that comes down to what your preferences, mm-hmm. you know, and again, it goes around, it, it circles back around to your immediate demographic. So you could live in New York City. Right. But because you're African-American doesn't mean you live in the hood. What if you live in lower the lower east side? True. But the majority, if you are low income, most people will assume that you're African-American living in poverty. Well, see, that's a fallacy because low income is just a number. It doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing with your money. Because I, mm-hmm. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the projects, fam. And I went to Catholic school. <laughs> Straight Catholic school for 12 years. Okay. So just figure that. I'm in the hood, but I go to school with people that have. So instead of just being around the immediate demographic, because most public schools are um, zoned, mm-hmm. depending on where you live, that's where you're going to go to school. So if the demographic you're living in is majority or a high percentage of Mm African-American, well, then you're going to meet a lot of females that are African-American. Then you're going to meet a smaller population that are Latino, a smaller population that's Caucasian, and an even smaller population that's Asian. So when it comes down to preference, like real talk, what it comes down to is who likes you? Well, in most cases, you have some extremists where they feel like, um, well, they just indulge on hate speech and they just believe that each race should just stick to their own kind. And that especially when it comes to the black community, too, it seemed like being black, they feel like you have some ethnic moral obligation to just be with your own kind. And if you step out, but it, it's also sexist in a sense, too, because they're only referring to this principle when it comes to men. They're not speaking about it when when it comes to women stepping up, mainly just the men. 
So, like, I'm. What's your What's your take on that? All right. Well, I I can't really say it's a racist concept to 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 influence or encourage people to date within their ethnicity because all right, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, go, I'm gonna go at it real quick from a religious or biblical point of view. If you say you're a Christian man or a Christian woman, the Bible is going to encourage you to stay within your tribe, your clan. That's just facts. That's just what it is. But I can also see it from a social aspect where, let's say, for, for argument's sake, the African diaspora community has fractures in it. There's, there's broken social constructs that we just don't understand we're just not getting with right now mm -hmm. so i can see them encouraging that because as a community we need to come together better than we have been. not to say that we're not moving in that direction but that's just what it is so when i think about a dude that's on that, that i watch from time to time and he talks about the top five percent of men going up to the top one percent of men he even points out that the men in these demographics tend to be race loyal or ethnicity loyal. Mm -hmm. So when I hear certain individuals out there that have influence over others, I get where they're coming from. But I don't think it's necessarily something that anybody is obligated to stick to. Yeah. Because love has no color. And so true. when you got a guy that only has, that's only getting attraction from Caucasian women, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, but then he'll be um, ostracized by his own people, especially not just because of jealousy, just for the fact that, oh, they'll just think he's a traitor to his race. Well, I mean, if that's a, so you got to realize if you're really concerned about what other people think, then you're going to move based on what other people tell you. That's how most people in your life. Today. You got to be your own man. You got to be your own woman. So, see, most people ain't focused on personal happiness. They, they mostly focus on, oh, let me just do this because it'll make the majority of people like me. I don't care about being liked. I care about what makes me happy because what makes you like me might make me unhappy in a sense. Right. Like, see, I, I've had that happen to me where my first year in college, right, met this Latina female. She was she was she was my everything. Right. But I'm hanging out with people that look like me mm -hmm. for the most part. All the females that resembled me had some type of resentment against me about. It. And they spoke on. It. So I, my response to them was like, well, it's not like y'all was checking for me. True. And my, most of my experiences, I've dated mainly um, black, African-American. I've messed with Spanish and Caribbean. Never really had a, a Caucasian. Hell, my, my own family has even told me that they, oh, they want me to date no Caucasian. And I'm like, I'm not like that. Like, I don't care what the color is. Like, I don't discriminate. But for, for them, it's like they just, they just pass on hate to their children, to generation, generation, talking about, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Just because a person dates out their race don't mean they're shitting on their race, especially if their race don't want them or they find their race to be toxic where they can't build with them. 
Well, like, let's look at this in terms of economics, okay. right? You low income. Mm-hmm. You low income, your choices go down, right? Of course. Okay, you get the mid income, mid um middle class. Mm-hmm. You've got more choices. You get to high income, you've got even more choices. So for a lot of people, the choices that they have are based on your economic level. True. You know, how many females out there can honestly say they making six figures, but they checking for homeboy that works at AutoZone? Well, they're not. And, that, and that's the double standard that people don't seem to grasp. It's just like, Thanks. yeah, it's just like a man who's making six figures, he would choose a chick who, who's not making nearly as much as him. It won't be a he'll problem. Take the, he'll take the cash in Burger King if she right. Yeah, she looking right. But a woman who's making six figures won't even look a man's direction who work at McDonald's. Facts. But, you know, that's the overblown sense of self. Yeah. You know, I need some, a man that's on my level. What's yeah, that pretty- mean? Eyes to this day don't know what that means. Like, think of it. Let, like, let's let's just switch the whole social dynamic. Mm-hmm. If women were the ones that created society and chose the men and had this ideation, the human race would be in for a problem, fam. How so? Well, I need a man on my level. So if we switch the dynamic where the women are the big earners. And the men of the lesser earners, how many men really got a shot now? Reproduction. Well, we would die off. Right. But see, in a man's mind, I just want somebody that's going to be my mate. Somebody that's going to support me, be cooperative, inspire me, not be argumentative. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody I can rock with. Somebody's going to give me access to their womb and make some babies for them. Keep my legacy going. Keep your legacy going. Mm-hmm. But for unfortunately for some of our females out here, their ideation of what the relationship should be is a total negation against how it's been structured from nature. It seems most time they've just been lied to and they rather run with the lie than actually focus on the truth. Yeah, like why the chick that's five two, 180 pounds thinks she should get a man that's making thousands of dollars? Hundreds on, of thousands of dollars. On top of that, what makes her think he would even want her? Well, I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I've got a great degree. I make great money. I have a super personality. I can be submissive. I can be cooperative. Okay, that's great. But look at what you look like. And as time goes on, it's not like you're going to lose weight. You're going to gain more weight. Yeah, especially so I, if you have kids. I, I call it the fireman principle, the fireman theory. Mm-hmm. Any man, any man that's with his woman that chooses a woman should be able to pick her up and drag her out of a fire. Should. Should. But going back to the interracial dating, you know, I, I honestly think it's something that everybody should do. I'm not saying this is where you should end up with your, <clears throat> your marriage partner with. Yeah, but I think everybody should at least give an attempt at it because it's a it's a it's a way for you to learn about another culture, about what that culture values, what they don't value. Now I, I saw a clip of uh, Dr. Umar Johnson on a Breakfast Club, and he mentioned how he's completely against um, um, 
interracial dating. I'm actually going to play a clip of that, and uh, I want everybody to hear it and see what we think on it. So check this out. We do oh. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Where is it at? Here we go. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm-hmm. It's not because... <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. We have a name for it. We have a name for it. The snow bunny crisis. Okay. I am against the snow bunny crisis. And I want your white listeners to understand because people be trying to say stuff like uh, he's the black Hitler. I'm not the black Hitler. I am. I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human white, Asian, Chinese. I believe in respecting everybody. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage in via Charlemagne is because marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke-ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke-ass black man? No, you have not, and you never will. Because marriage ain't about love, it's not colorblind, and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification and a contract, how can we? who don't have enough already, give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married. Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to be against interracial marriage. You can't say, I love the black family but I don't have a problem with interracial marriage. Interracial marriage is eliminating the black family because it is not providing our women with enough uh, available and able black men to be their husbands. So you're it's, re- not it's, white, it's not just white women. You just feel white women, Asian. Everybody. Everything. Nobody That's should be marrying out the race because there's political consequences, DJ Envy. I'll give you one right now. Naomi Osaka. Am I saying her name yes. right? The tennis sister. Mm-hmm. Naomi Osaka, yes. The Naomi, I love her sister, right? She knocked off the greatest of all time, the GOAT, and Serena. But guess what? Who is she representing in the upcoming Olympics? Is she representing Haiti? No, she representing Japan. So here you have a half African sister, excuse me, an African sister, with because there's no such thing as half African, our genes are dominant. So you got an African sister with a Japanese mother, and instead of going back home to your father's blood, Haiti, to represent the Africans in Haiti, you're instead going to represent the Japanese who've never done anything for black folks and are part of the trilateral commission with the American white power structure, but who taught her to play tennis? Did her Japanese mother teach her to play tennis, or did her black Haitian father teach her to play tennis? Her black Haitian father taught her to play tennis. It's the African DNA. It's the African ancestors in that girl that's responsible for her tennis success. But instead of representing us, she's going to go represent the Japanese. Well, I, this is what you got to deal with I, when you make mixed-race African children. I, I think, I think I, no, no, listen, hold, hold on, hold on, I think her case is a little different, Why? though, because she identifies fully as a black woman. She definitely does. So if you identify fully as a black woman, Charlamagne, why is she not representing Haiti? I get it, but that's a little asterisk. Because if no, she, it's not she, she no, because she's putting her money in the black causes, she puts her money in the black organizations. She got a black boyfriend. Like she, she, and she, and she stands up. For, she stands up for black causes. See what Haiti going through? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what? I don't even know Haiti got a tennis team, so I don't know. To be honest with you, they don't have to have one. She will win the whole thing. But here's the point: 
If you look at the political situation that America and France has Haiti in, that they've been in since the Haitian Revolution of 1791, if you look at the fact that the children are being raped, robbed, stolen by whites, if you look at the fact that America and France have sabotaged the Haitian economy... Yeah, man. (laughs) In real talk, I gotta support that. Because remember what I said earlier. Mm -hmm. I do support people going out and dating outside their race. But as far as the black community is concerned, the African diaspora, that's how we should be rocking. I have a problem when he says, though, because he makes it seem like interracial dating is the reason why black women are not getting married. No, no, he didn't. Remember, he didn't say dating. He said marriage. Well, he makes it seem like interracial marriage is the reason why black women aren't getting married. That's not the reason. Well, see, that's a whole different topic. That's that's a whole different topic. But that's what he makes it seem like, oh, interracial marriage is the reason why black women are not getting married. Right. But see, what the one thing I got to give the brother props on is there's there's certain repairs that need to be done in our community for both the black male, the black native male and the black native female. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the things that needs to be repaired equally on both sides is our ethnic image. What we perceive as being natural beauty. So when I say I got to give the brother props, he's partly responsible for that whole natural hair movement. Stop putting the chemicals in. Stop putting them braids and them weaves in. Stop getting lace fronts. Stop getting sew-ins. Appreciate your natural beauty. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he pioneered that is as a man. And tell me if, this, if you don't agree with this. Do you want the natural female? Or do you want the female that's got the fake eyelashes, the weave, the um, the lipstick, the eyeliner, the eyeshadow, the, the 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 pancake makeup, the corset on, or the waist trainer, um, the boob job, the butt job, the hip job? Which one of those do you want? No, nah, I would definitely wife the 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 original girl, and then I probably just smash the girl who's all done up. Yeah, we know that. We'll smash, but mm-hmm. you ain't coming to the mayor's ball. There you go. You're not coming to the you're not coming to the to the high school reunion with me. Well, you might you might come to the high school reunion so I can lie about it. <laughs> you know, make myself look bigger than what I am when I pull up in my rented Ferrari, try to front like it's mine because I took the rental tag off it. But, You'd be surprised how many people actually do that shit. Oh, facts. But and what he's talking about, and considering the history that we've had. Worldwide, I got to agree with him. real talk. No, he makes a lot of uh, significant points, but he's not talking about the whole issue. Right. But see, the whole issue, like I said, those are some those are those are other issues. Well, no, uh, we're going to address them, too, because uh, I'm going to play a clip from uh, Kevin Samuels that um, okay. that he talks about the whole ethnic um, look about black people and women. We do control any of. Really? No, I don't. I don't. Because but I, I put it to you like this. The women who are the woman that, that just left, she doesn't represent me as a black woman. Sure she does. No, she doesn't. How does she represent? She has nothing to do with me. I don't know anyone excuse like her. Me, excuse me. Because mm-hmm. there's something called an ethnic image. And it's what it is. Is It, it is a, she is a microcosm of everything. If I told you five foot six and knows martial arts. You wouldn't think an African. You would think Chinese. 
there's an ethnic image. And the ethnic image of the black woman is the, is the sapphire, the, the nail carter, the give me a break, the, the short, fat, sassy, strong, independent. That's the ethnic image. In the part that you say you don't control the media, well, um, what is Ebony, Essence, Madame Noir, Grapevine, um, Fox, um, black women black. don't own any of those things. Oh, excuse me. But who's running them? Who owns them and who runs them? Who's sitting it's up? Okay, who's sitting, no, no, no. no, no. See, what you're going to try to do is play the ownership game. Who is, sitting, who is sitting in the chairs on these programs? It's white executives who make the decision. It's like kryptonite. I'm sorry? Accountability is like kryptonite. I, honey, I have no problem saying accountability for anything that I do. I can speak for myself. Well, the but, thing is, we're not, we're not just speaking about you because if you speak about you, you can deflect for anything. I said black female image, not you. But you, but you, you brought up accountability, and yeah. and I'm not, I'm not discrediting or taking away anything from what we do and what we perpetuate. But it's also the image that we are shown. No, it, have it, no, it, no, no, it's not shown. It, okay. It's Sandra Rhymes. Sandra, no, no, don't. Sandra Rhymes. Why okay. do we have? She wrote Scandal. A black she wrote Scandal, but it had to get clean. Hold on, hold on, hold, no, no. They're going to do whatever makes money. They're going to do what, they're going to, and the fact that, but, but, but who they write it for? And who consumed it? They are the black. Who did they write it for and who consumed it? But listen to me. Black people, they black, they're not writing for the black. No, they're writing. Who is they're they're right? black. See, this, we've black already covered women. it. First off, that over talking won't work. Okay. That, that won't work here. Because you're, but you're throwing assumptions that won't at me. Work here. That won't that, work here. That won't work here. Okay, sir. That's one thing that won't work. We can try to have a conversation, but you cannot over talk me. I, I allow that with no one. You didn't That's answer my fine. question. And you're going on to another point. That's not okay. I asked you, who is it written for? Sandra Ryan, Scandal, Love and Hip Hop, all these things. Who are they looking for? Who are they written for? What audience? For the black audience. No. <laughs> you disagree? No, I totally agree. Because, see, <clears throat> all right. Um... When we think about actors and actresses that we consider to be icons, right? Mm -hmm. We're giving them that type of title because of the roles that they chose over the roles they turned down. So when I look at somebody like Cicely Tyson, rest in peace, Queen, I actually graduated from college. Oh, good shit. Um, I'm not that old, though, but anyway. <laughs> um, she never took a role that denigrated the culture or her black femininity. So she always took a role that was powerful to some degree. So like he was just talking about, all right, now, when it first came out back in the day, Flavor of Love was crazy. Mm -hmm. Because we're looking at this brother and everybody got their own opinion on what he looked like. And we're looking at these females that are like, whoa. And he got his pick of these females? Okay. So when we had the brother up there, it was, it was entertaining because, you know, flavor, flavor wacky do, y'all. Flavor mm -hmm. all over the place. Of course. But 
as they realized, my mind you, when they did the show, they're looking at the demographics, there's the, uh, the information coming back about who's watching this show more often. So when we say that, we're talking about, is it people between 18 and 24, 25 to 32? And in each category, they're looking at males versus females. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the line, they realized, hey, we can sell these shows to females. And since females happen to be the biggest consumers, we're going to make more money off of this. So Love and Hip Hop, Real Housewives. Uh, what's another one? I think uh, Hip Hop Ready for Love. Hip Hop Atlanta, some shit like that. Hip Hop Atlanta, all those. Mm-hmm. That's geared towards women. Yeah, Not definitely. Us. Yeah. So when you look at, honestly, the ratchetness that goes on with a lot of these shows, it's no wonder that there's a, a, a an amount of our females across the line, be you Caucasian, Native Black, American, Asian, Latino, that emulate these behaviors because media influences your behavior. Of course. So, you know, again, what it comes down to is that there needs to be some checking that needs to be done, some soul searching that needs to be done, um, some reality checks, some 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 emotional repairs mm. that need to be done. So when I see Mr. Samuel's point of view and I see Dr. Umar's point of view and both of them are valid. Because as a as a culture, as as an ethnicity of people, when you look at when you look at every single culture ethnicity that's moved into this country, mm-hmm. when they get here, they create communities. So we both been to Chinatown, of course. We both been to Little Korea. We both been to. Um, Jewish land, Jewish town. Oh, you got matter of fact, and I'm gonna say this for every anybody that ever wants to go visit New York. Go visit New York. And if you want to see how this ethnic crunch works, go to Queens. Riding Facts. through Queens, New <laughs> York. Riding through Queens, New York is like riding through the world. You will find small Arab communities, you will find small Russian communities, you will find small Chinese and Japanese communities. Mm-hmm. You will find every ethnicity as a community, except guess who? Us. Right. Now, mind you, within the African diaspora all in general, you might have a small, a very small Haitian community. Mm-hmm. You will definitely find small Caribbean communities, because I can't just say Jamaica or Trinidad or St. Kitts, St. Lucia, mm-hmm. but you will find communities where they mesh together more than your native black Americans. That's right. And when I say that, we talking about when you go to Chinatown, they got their own retail stores. They got their own banks. They got their own eateries, restaurants. Mm-hmm. So every other community, every other ethnicity, my bad, that has come into this country has been able to develop that. Now, on another hand, I can't continue to blame some of what 
we went our ancestors went through as as far as close back as 60 years ago as the continuing issue yeah because i got to look at the matrix as more than just a move some of us want to take that pill and come out and, and and live the reality and try to bring other people out but then you got the other people that take that pill and they see what the reality is. They're like, no, nah, I'm going back into the matrix. And that thing is, um, here's what everybody's failed to mentioning here. Between social media and the TV shows, a lot of them, especially our women as a black man, our women don't stick by us anymore. They rather, they, they, they see it more profitable either going against us or going with somebody else and putting us down. So if there is a social construct against black families, they're contributing to the fact of breaking their own homes. You see, part of that is goes hand in hand with our ethnic image. Mm-hmm. So when we look at media, social media, the exciting guy is the guy that's a thug. Yeah. The guy that ain't got a job, he can, he can, he can you down all night. But as far as bringing you lifetime value, he ends up being a bum. The guys that should be exciting is the accountant, the plumber, the electrician, the the transit worker, the housing worker. Yeah, and according to Kevin Samuels, these men are constantly overlooked. Right, because there's an overflated sense of value in self. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, as men, and I don't want to speak for all of us, but I, I think I'm going to be speaking for the majority of us. We can all agree that we can rate women on a scale of one to 10, right? Yep. Okay. So, you know, that female has a dime. Most of us know we ain't even got a shot at that. Mm-hmm. We might be her friend. We might hang out with her. Maybe on a small chance, you might even smash. But you ain't going to wife her. Pretty much. Now, let me not get it twisted. There's always going to be the exception. There's always the exception. But I'm talking about the rule. So I was going to say, speaking of that, but the thing is, a lot of women confuse the fact that just because a lot of men want to smash them don't mean they want a wife. Right, exactly. Anybody can get sex. Mm -hmm. But can you get a relationship? But see, the whole problem is the overinflated ideation of self. You yeah. are average looking person, which means you between a four and a seven. Mm-hmm. That's the average. Anything under four, yeah. Anything over seven, whoa. Yeah. Right? But you fall right there in average, but people don't want to accept their averageness, even though that's the majority of the population. It's the average people that move society. Yeah, but nobody wants else. to be average. What's wrong with being average? It's never wrong with being average. And the problem, the problem is everybody wants to be superficial. Yeah. But yeah. see, if you understand what average is, you understand how to excel beyond it. Mm-hmm. Realistically. Not I'm a five, but because I put all this makeup on these hills, this waist trainer, this fake hair, I'm an eight now. Nah. There was a movie um back in the day. I'm gonna get you sucked. Yep. You've seen it, right? Of course. 
right, so if anybody's ever seen this movie, there's a scene where Keenan Ivy Wayans, I can't remember the actress's name, they hook up in a bar. She's banging. Got on the tight leather Michael Jackson outfit, shiny and all that. So they get back to her crib and they about to get the smashing, right? Mm -hmm. So before they smash, he gives a bit of truth about himself that he overinflated, right? Because he's trying to be real because they about to do something real. Mm -hmm. The joke in that, which is scarily the truth now, she was like, oh, God, I'm so happy you were honest with me because you know what? Guess what? This isn't my real eye color. He's like, oh, okay. That oh, yeah. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Eye contact is nothing. She goes, okay, okay. I'm so happy you're comfortable with that. Because you know what? <sighs> this ain't my hair either. This ain't my hair. He's like, oh, okay. All right. All right. He's, he's starting to get worried. She's like, all right. Well, since you're comfortable with that, these ain't my boobs. Now he's starting to get scared. Yeah, for real. <laughs> now he's starting to get scared. Then she jumps up and says, this ain't my butt. Yeah, and he, now he's in a chair. He's, he's grabbing his, his coat. He's trying to find an exit like, yo, I'm out. I can't do this. And she goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. And she's cracking up because she think it's funny. Mm -hmm. She goes, I got one more to tell you. One more to tell you. He's like, hey, I don't know what this is going to be. Why she pop her leg off, fam? <laughs> I was waiting for her to spit her teeth out, to be honest with you. It's fun. I haven't seen that movie in so long, but even you describing it, I'm, I'm cringing already. Bro. <laughs> right, but see, here's the thing. This is what <laughs> this is what and I don't I can't say all women want you to accept. Mm. But there's too many of them that think they're ready for a relationship that wants you to accept this. No, they're not. They're not ready. But see, part of that is all right. I think as a man. Even if you grow up in a single mother household or a single father household, mm -hmm. you're kind of you kind of learn socially and through your parental figure what a woman wants yeah. in a man. The basis mm -hmm. she wants. She wants to feel secure. She wants a provider. Uh, I think those are two main ones, secure and a provider. Okay. And support, of course. Yeah. But if you ask a woman, and I'm going to say this across the board, doesn't just have to be a native black woman. What does a man want? They can't answer that because they think it's just sex. Right. But see, the problem is they're getting their answers from other women that ain't got no relationship. Exactly. Single women, too. Right. Single, older women. Now, here's the crazy part about that. Relationships are competition, fam. And that's it, what they fail to realize. It's a fact that there are more women than men. So even though they've tried to flip it and make it seem like we should be in comp competition for them, mm. nah, they're the ones that need to be in competition for us because there's more y'all. We got more options. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I know a lot of men are probably going to hate me for this. I'm just going to re reveal some secrets that's just universally known that's not known to women. Right. If a guy just wants to smash and he knows you for a minute, obviously he sees something wrong with you to not take it to the next level. Or he just comfortable being being a player. But any dude who wants to like just smash and don't want to take it no further, obviously he sees something wrong with you, but he ain't going to tell you what it is because he don't want to ruin him smashing. All right, well, part of that is, is, is true because 
All right. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm talk about the exception real quick. Mm-hmm. The exception is you meet a female. She meets a male. Y'all click so well. The energy is so strong that the first night together, y'all smash. Mm-hmm. And y'all build a relationship after that. Mm-hmm. That's the exception. But for the most part, on both sides, mm-hmm. men are willing to say it. I don't think too many women across the board are willing to say it. But if we smash on the first date, mm-hmm. I think the universal thought is, who else are you smashing on the first date? Who else are you smashing that you don't really know? Exactly. And, and uh, we, we get it. Women don't want to come off as whores. They, they like sex as much as we do. We understand that. Maybe the majority don't, but we get it. So we, we know why you move covertly, in a sense. Right. But see, again, across the board, as far as dating goes, be it within your ethnicity or um, interracially or interethnical. Yeah, that's a new word. I'm, I'm patenting that word, interethnical. <laughs> that's my word. You heard it first from me, born. But I think across the board, what's happened is men have started to become devalued. Facts. You know, there was a time, like, and last time we talked about, I brought this up, was the last um, podcast we did where it uh, it boils down to economics. There was a time in this country when women just could not get jobs to work, period. Mm -hmm. They just couldn't. So it was up to the man to find a mate, provide a home, some type of domicile and then go out and earn the income to support her and whatever children they bore. Mm-hmm. But now we've got it at a point where, and this is where I, I think there's a huge disconnect. Now society is structured it where for most households, unless you're earning over the average, mm-hmm. you need two incomes in a household just to survive. Yeah. So, What I don't think our counterparts are looking at is the long term. Yeah, they're not seeing the whole picture because you won't be that strong, independent woman. You can do whatever you want. It's a free country. Unless you make enough income that that supports two people by yourself, it ain't going to work. Well, see, here goes goes what the end game is. Most people, because of society, believe that you're going to retire at the age 65. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you look at the average lifespan, so I think for women right now, it's up to 78. And I'm going to push it for us for us males out there. I'm going to say our life expectancy is 70. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say everybody's life expectancy is going to be 85 and you retired at 65. Most people couldn't tell you the number for the amount of money that they need to live without working. Till they hit 85. Yeah. And, much. and, and I'm, I'm going to say this across the board, but it's even more imperative for the female because she outlives us. Yeah. So if we go by just the raw numbers, 78 for a woman, and I think it might be up to 82, and 74 men, mm-hmm. when you retire, do you have enough money to get to the end of your days comfortably? And we're gonna talk about what well, well, per year. How much money would you want to live off of for the rest of your life after you retire? 
I say a, a easy, comfortable six figures. And six it, figures. It, it, it don't even got to stop at 100K. It could be any range of six figures. Okay, but let's use the average, though. All right, I'm going to say at least from six uh, 100000 to at least 200000 That ain't an average number, bro. What's that? I'm talking about what the average person makes. The people that are from four to sevens on the look scale. I mean, well, the average man makes about 60K. No, he don't. Well, I mean, middle class-wise, I mean, but uh, I'm thinking the, the lower class you might be talking about is like 34000 Nah, the average black man in this country makes 42000 The average white male in this country makes 50000 Okay. So those are the numbers we got to look at. So you got to look at how much money do I need to live that type of lifestyle after I retire? Now, mind you, if you want to live off of $50,000, right? Mm-hmm. They still going to tax your money even though you're getting a retirement check, right? Exactly. Okay, so you need more than 50000 per year to retire. You need somewhere closer to uh, sixty-eight to 75000 After taxes, now you got 50000 Yeah. And mind you, with that 50000 remember, after you get to a certain age, you got to pay for your own health care. Mm-hmm. Ain't no employer matching going on no more. Even though you might have Medicaid, you still got to pay into that. Yeah, and well, on the economic side, what most females don't know is, or they don't care to pay attention to. Ever since the Federal Reserve moved in and the money came off the golden standard back in 1971 and they got rid of all the pension jobs and it only cost 12 cents to print out a dollar. Like, they knew what they was doing. This, this, this didn't happen by accident. Yeah, but they still got pension jobs. It's just based on a 401k, yeah. Yeah, small few. 3B. Yeah, but we're talking but the about the volatility of them isn't as stable as prior to. Um, well, I would have to say, yeah, 1970. Well, no, the only pension jobs that's available now is the civil servant jobs. Well, see, see, it's a play on words. Mm-hmm. So if you're working at any job that offers you a 401k, uh, 403b, any type of retirement, Mm-hmm. It's a pension. They just structure it differently. Yeah, but here's the thing: you say it's a pension, but is the pension on a stock market? Because the um, pension, because the four hundred one k is on a stock market. What people don't realize is the four hundred one k is actually a brokerage account. Right now, I can't speak to if you're working in civil service or government position. If your retirement benefits are based off of some type of investment fund that they have. Yeah, because, because it could totally be all taxpayer funding. I, I can't the, answer that one. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the taxpayer is paying for the pension because the pension don't stop until you pass away. The 401k could easily run out. You're just making money off of interest, so you're living off the interest of your money, and that could vary based on the inflation of the time you graduate uh, of a uh, retire. Right. But see, remember, pensions are also based off of the similar economics that your regular layperson may have. And I'm even talking about a doctor, lawyer. No, I'm not going to say judge. Whatever level you get to, Mm -hmm. same as in the military, same as in civil service, that's how much you're going to get, period. Yeah. So you got civil servants that might have put in years 
Say you was a, a, a patrol cop for your whole thing. Mm-hmm. All right, you might be guaranteed this much money, but is that money still enough for you to live? This is something that a lot of people don't look at. So what I've seen happen is I know people that have retired from the military, um, people that have retired from law enforcement. And normally what happens for them is a vast majority of them was smart enough mm-hmm. to purchase a home. Outright, it's already by the time they retire, it's paid for. And that literally is the biggest expense most people have. Yeah. So when you eliminate a thousand dollars coming out of your check or more, if you're only getting two thousand dollars coming in, you can do a whole lot more with two thousand dollars. Of course. But if you haven't paid off your house or you're still paying on an apartment, that money's gonna shrink. And that's why home ownership, be it a single family, multifamily, condo, is important. Because at some point, you're going to finish paying it off, but you still got maintenance. And the maintenance is similar to somebody that owns a home, and they mm-hmm. still got to pay electric, gas, water. Still paying that. When, and well, these are the, the facts that we bring up that people fail to realize. These all play a major part when it comes to a relationship also. Right. See, women... See, men, we choose women different. Mm-hmm. But real talk, both sides need to go into this relationship, be it in your race or interethnical. Dang, I like that word, interethnical. I'm patenting that, yo. Trademark. <laughs> they need to go into it like a business, right? Mm-hmm. So, and this is for my sisters out there. This is for all women across the board. Instead of talking about things like he's got to have ambition, he's got to have drive to do better. You know how you can eliminate that? By the time you get to 30, let's say 35, because by that time, most men should have had at least 10 years of a work history under their belt. Mm-hmm. She should be able to ask him, what have your earnings been like over the past 10 years and has there been an increase at the current job that you have? What is the cap salary for what you can earn? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with asking these questions because when you know the answers, you know where you stand financially for your future. So, you know, if you meet a dude and he's going to be out there that's been a cashier at a grocery store for his entire life, he's going to have a certain cap on his salary, period. Mm-hmm. How far are you willing to Work with that man to use what he has to provide your needs. Pretty much. So if they ask questions like that, you got his ambition already lined up. If he's a blue collar worker, mm-hmm. he's an electrician, right? You do your apprenticeship. I think your apprenticeship is like five years. And during those five years, you're going to see increments in your salary. He has the potential to make more than your average white collar guy. Because he can open up his own business while he's still working for somebody else. His income potential, his earning potential continues to increase. Whereas in corporate America, you can get to a certain level and be stagnant for years. And the crazy part about corporate America, white collar, 
at any point in time, you could be furloughed, laid off after years of working. You've been mm -hmm. with this company for 30 years, been dedicated to it. But as far as the company is concerned, they have a silent policy of you hit a certain age, we retiring. Blue collar workers don't suffer that. Yeah, but what you're talking about for women to think that way, that's that's dangerously optimistic because women will never think that way. Well, but see, it's, it, I like, but see, that's why I put it out there. You got to look at your relationship like a business because marriage is a financial business. No, when no you more. take love out of it, because mm -hmm. for centuries, marriages were arranged. Yeah. And they were arranged within your social, economic, political level. If you poor, we're going to arrange a marriage with another poor dude. This is what you, what you used to live in at. You middle class, we're going to hook you up with a middle class dude. You at that five top 5% five and up, we're going to hook you up with one of those guys. That's yeah, just how it works. Well, the funny thing is that people think marriage is about love. It's not about love. It's about survival. Pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. But that's see, what it's about. <laughs> It's the it's see Disney, and I remember when I first had my kids, right? Mm -hmm. And I told the mothers, because I got two mothers, mm -hmm. I told them I don't want my kids looking at Disney movies. They were like, why? I said, because the Disney movies tell a big lie, and it's so entertaining and it's so influential mm -hmm. that they're gonna grow up believing this lie. So they're gonna believe that I could be an orphan woman living with my stepmom. Scrubbing floors, but I'm the best looking one out of all of them. Out of all mm -hmm. my three stepsisters, I'm the best looking one. And because my fairy godmother came along and hit me with the bippity boppity boom, mm -hmm. I got this banging dress on and glass slippers. And I'm going to go to this ball, and in this one appearance, I'm going to make this man fall in love with me and come chase me. You see the problem, the problem with that? Of course. He's chasing her now. As opposed to her chasing him. Because he's the one that's going to be able to provide financially for the future. Mm -hmm. But let's take it to another point, another another level, or just another section. Even if the woman makes more than the man, right? If it came down to it, and this is across the board relationship-wise, who's stepping in front of that bullet? The man. Who's taking that butt whooping? Yeah, the man. No, no, Who's no. the one that's more than likely to commit the crime to bring some financial wealth to the family so they could be out? No, the man is. And, and the funny thing is, even if the woman's making more money, at the end of the day, she's not going to always want to be the breadwinner. No, but see, in our community especially, mm -hmm. we're, as men, we're expected to pay 100% of the bill. Period. Of course. Mm -hmm. There's no compromise there. But see, again, this is what I think it is, what I feel it is, as opposed to what are the actual statistics, the numbers. So the real facts on that is over 60% of all mothers in this country still work, be it full-time or part-time. Facts. Yeah. Yep. Facts. But everybody's reaching for that golden chalice. They're not realizing that if I'm an average woman and I meet an average man, I have a better chance at moving forward in life happily. Mm -hmm. Because here goes something, be it interracial dating, 
be it dating within your ethnicity, I've always felt like it was a given, straight given. Then when you got a man that's in that top 5%, he's going to exercise. Well, let's just say what it is. He's going to cheat because he can. Yeah. Not to say the average dude ain't going to cheat, but the dude that got that kind of money, oh, he's going to have that prenup sign. He's going to be, a, he's already going to be in agreement that, you know what? If we get divorced, you can have this bread. It ain't nothing because I'm always going to make that back. Well, I'm happy you brought that up because I, I want to break that down, actually, because um, you got women out here who want to do the whole Steve Harvey shit and they like a man. And it's psychologically impossible for a woman to move like a man. So I'm, I'm going to break that down. A man can cheat and he won't break up his home to do it. Uh, and of course, there's exceptions. Well, he'll, ha- he'll have a second family. And no, let's, not, let's not talk about the exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's going to occasionally step out to get some fresh ass, but he's not going to he's not going to replace his home with the new girl. It's no, he's like, not going to provide for that. Yeah. Jump off. Yeah. And uh, now women can say women can do it, too. But the truth is you can't because you're not built for that. If a woman cannot get emotionally attached through sex, then she is n- not good for anybody when it comes to a relationship. And all me, okay, because women naturally get emotionally attached. I probably this: if a man gets emotionally too attached with a woman through a relationship, I mean through through sex, he's no longer good for relationships. If he gets attached through sex, if a woman no longer get attached through sex, then she okay, won't, yeah, she won't be All good. Right, for I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Yeah, you see what I'm trying to say? So that's why I say women. Hold on, hold on. Let's just clarify. This doesn't mean the sex is bomb. Yeah, it's of just course. the intimacy aspect. Yeah. Okay. And I then, and, and on top of that, is when a woman takes uh, takes birth control. On top of the fact that she can no longer procreate because she's on birth control, you've literally turned yourself into a sex toy. Because that's not natural. We we make it natural, but it's not natural. Like our society goes against, like you said, Mother Nature. Right. But I can't have these conversations with normal folks because everybody when you. When you're trying to teach somebody, not on an ego essence, but actually just open their eyes and shit, their ego want to kick in, and then they want to battle you and all other bullshit. So I just try to keep it to myself, and I'll say my piece to those who are actually want to listen. All right, I'm gonna throw some. I'm gonna throw you some real game right now. All right, because of the way society has gone relationship wise, being interracial, within your race, within your ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Every man, every man mm-hmm. should avoid saying the word, I love you. This is why. A lot of us like to play house. Of course. You want all the benefits of a wife, but you're not providing for a wife. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I say every man should avoid saying, I love you, love implies uh, the highest level of commitment to somebody yeah so the minute a man says i love you without dropping down on that knee and giving her the ring Mm -hmm. something's not right if he says i love you and he's not discussing marriage putting that ring on and i'm talking real wise Mm -hmm. something's wrong he's gaming pretty much so any man that's in a relationship 
listen, when I tell you this, brothers, across the board, unless you're ready to marry that female, unless you're ready to put get down on that knee and tell her you want her to be your wife publicly in front of everybody else, you got to be leery of telling a woman, I love you, because love, again, implies the highest form of commitment. Yeah. You can tell somebody, I care deeply for you. I really respect you. I really feel supported by you. And mind you, this is something that I honestly came across in the past couple of months of just thinking about relationships. Because once you say I love you to somebody, you're telling them I'm committed to you at the fullest. Yeah, you're right. But then for a lot of us men and for a lot of females that have heard I love you, that level of commitment, the highest level, it ain't there. So now you start to get heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the truth. I don't think women uh, can actually love a man. Because they don't, they can't, they can't love you for who you are. They're going to love you for what you are. Because but see, that's the whole contract. Yeah. The agreement. She's going to love you for what you do. That's my point. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to that. Right. But see, that's the whole the man has his duty. The woman has her duty. Mm-hmm. Let's stick to what our duties are. Obligate ourselves to that commitment and let the love grow. Yeah. Now, when I say women can't love a man, I don't mean she don't care for you. I mean, like, if you fall off, you're not doing what you're supposed to. If you're not handling your business as a man. She's not obligated to stay, and right, nobody see, in society is going to falter for it. But hold on, hold on, nah, nah. See that level of commitment that you're talking about is what builds up over time. Yeah, and I would say it would take at least to get past five years in a marriage for her to feel that way about you, mm-hmm. because, and this is the double standard. As a man, I get it. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Yeah. If I'm with a woman. And she loses her job. I'm going to do what I can to support her until she gets another job. Or I might just have to get another job to make sure what we need to be, where we need to be at is right. Mm-hmm. But if you're a man and you lose your job, she starts to look down on you after time. Because a man's job is to support, provide mm-hmm. economic, um, economic safety. safety. I like that. Economic safety. Mm-hmm. So that y'all can move forward in the relationship. But the only time that she's not going to look down on you to, after that, I mean, the only time she's not going to look down on you is when for at least five years, you've steadily done this. Mm-hmm. And I mean steadily. And what I'm hoping when this healing, this self-realization, it's, this reality checks happens on both sides, that our beautiful Black Native women Still respect the brother the same way she did when he was making 100K. Then if something happens and now he's only earning 20K. Because the bottom line is he's still going to go out there and provide. Maybe when he made the 100K, y'all had a little bit of extra left over. But if you got a real man, a real dude, and he's making that 20K, he only going to take out enough so he can get back and forth to work. Everything else is going to go to the fan. Facts. Well, again, that's optimistic thinking, man. No, I ain't optimistic. I've been there. Trust me. 
real dudes, that's what we're gonna do. But see, no, real I mean, I mean, optimistic thinking as thinking a, women today would appreciate that type of man. Oh no, nah, see, I've been there where they didn't even appreciate that. But again, yeah. it's the the overinflated ideation itself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you you know my story, fam. You know, I was in a situation, bro. Well, dropping, I, I, no, dropping nah, racks a month, stories. yeah, dropping racks stories. a month, and being told that's not enough. What, bro? I've I've heard hypothetical situations since I was in college. Where teachers talk to ladies, so you got a good man. He loves you. He's there for you. He, this not a third, but he got a small dick, or 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 he's in a profession where he's not making a lot of money, but he loves what you do. Are you right. gonna stick by him? And the answer's always no. <laughs> but see, here's the thing: the, the part of the issue is not understanding the 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 baseline purpose for getting into a for getting into a marriage. Mm-hmm. Because it's supposed to be when you're married that you have the baby, and it don't matter if he a baby arm or a baby big toe, mm-hmm. as long as them them swimmers can get up in there. That's all that counts. That's but see, the, the issue is, and I'm not even going to say a lot, because I think part of this is something is also part of the mythology that's put out there, mm-hmm. that she'll take the baby arm and he's broke over the baby big toe because sexually he's just not doing it. Yeah. I think that's something that's not accurate. But I think it's something that because it's been put out there so much and remember, whatever the media does, it influences what you think and what you believe. Mm-hmm. So, all right, I'm a YouTube junkie, right? And it sounded gross when she said it. Uh, shout out to Pinky the Trucker. She said women need to know the depth of their vaginal cap. To know what you can compensate. So she said the simplest way to do this, and I thought it was nasty on a level, but it made sense. She said, go get you a hot dog. Freeze it. Push it all the way in to see how far it goes. (laughs) See how far it goes. Why gotta be frozen? (laughs) So it don't break, dude. You don't wanna you don't wanna Oscar (laughs) Mine win in there. Got you got your thing, your JJ smell like cold cuts. Glizzy. Got you smelling like cat's deli. <laughs> Where the mustard? <laughs> but you oh, should know yeah. what the depth is because a woman's vaginal cavity can stretch. Yeah. It can't necessarily elongate, but it can definitely stretch. And if she gets pulled out a lot, you know. Yeah, well, you know, you ain't got no wall. Whoa, no, whoa, I've actually whoa. smashed a girl before who had no Don't say no it. Walls, Don't bro. say it. <laughs> Don't nobody want to hear that. No, I'm just saying, bro. Like I, that one experience I had where I smashed a girl and she had no walls. I was like, it's like I was really like pelvic thrusting the air, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. I, 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 yeah. I don't want to have that, re- that reoccurring <laughs> thought. I don't. I don't. Because it messes with your ego. You know what you're working with. You go, hello, 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 hello. hello. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, I go in the pussy. Hello, hello. <laughs> Anybody in there? In there, in there, in there. It's like, yo, it's like, how many times did she get pounded out? She was literally for the streets. 
Well, well, see, the thing is, it, it goes back to the average. And she had Every, no kids. Everyone ain't for everybody. Yeah. So it's kind of like if a woman is 5'2", should she really expect to get a guy that's 6'2"? Six, six he might have equipment she can't handle. Yeah. So the woman that's 5'10", like a woman that's 5'10", should be with a guy that's 6'2", six six because physically she might be designed to handle whatever he's got. Mm-hmm. But I've heard so many stories of females that have got with brother that got the baby arm and they got scared. Or they couldn't handle it. And for a couple of days, they were hurt. I've even heard stories where they had to go to the doctor. And they're like, well, you know, it's fun to look at, but I don't, I don't, I don't need that in my life. Oh, those are girls that be like, they, they team little dick or some shit. Huh? I've heard girls say like, they don't, some girls bet they don't like like a big, they just like, they like small. All right, well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a, a crazy statistic or a crazy fact. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is the craziest joint, yo. I want everybody to hear this. You can go look it up. Don't believe nothing to come out of my mouth. You know, I've told you this before, fam. Of Don't course. believe nothing to come out of Bourne's mouth. Statistically, there's been a study done. More women would prefer a man with an average penis as opposed mm-hmm. to a man with a larger penis because they associate loyalty with the average penis and infidelity with the larger penis. Mm. Never heard of that, but that actually makes that makes a good point. So here it is. Like that's why I said the 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 myth that's being put out there is they want to do with the baby arm. Mm. Okay, she might get with do with the baby arm, but she wants to make a family with the average dude. Because she's yeah. looking at her lifetime. Over her lifetime, she wanna get banged out by the baby arm all the time. Nah. 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 Mm-mm. 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 But uh, long story and, short, because you know we we about to come to an answer. Yeah. So, I, I, bottom. Yeah. Let me ask you: mm-hmm. as far as interracial dating goes, what's mm-hmm. your take on it? For or against or against? I'm for it because everybody has a preference, you know. So if your happiness don't lie with your race, do what makes you happy. Otherwise, then the whole concept of of what people want in a relationship, there's no purpose to it. If you don't right. follow what you want, I'm all for it because I feel that everyone has an obligation to their own ethnicity. Of course, because when you look outside of our ethnicity, they got those loyalties. Why can't we get them? Yeah. And when it comes to women, I just want to say that we're not telling you to put up with certain things because he's a good dude or whatever. We're just saying, just be honest with yourself. No, screw the good dude. No, I'm Give saying like, the dude that could do for you. No, no, I'm saying like you know how the, the um they'll say he a good dude. He just not a third. He you know they always say like oh you should stick with this because he's a good dude. I'm saying like we're not saying just stick with them because it looks good. Because if you're not happy, you're gonna like move in certain ways where you where you're gonna be happy. And well, see, happiness, might, yeah. happiness is a subjective term. Yeah. But you get if on, you get ain't on. happy on your own, can't nobody else make you happy. Yeah, but, but you, you gotta. What we need to be doing is, can we make a deal? Yeah, no, but you, you get what I'm getting at, though. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, Marriage is a financial contract. Yeah, and too many people put an emphasis on, does he make me happy? Am I in love? Nah, what you need, bump all that, make a deal. 
And once y'all understand what your duties are, that love that you're talking about is going to mm -hmm. happen. But you're trying to make it seem like it's a prerequisite. And a lot of people make a mistake with that prerequisite. You fell in love with the dude that's a bum. You fell in love with that the honor. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's a recipe for heartbreak. It is. But if you go into it realistically, like, hey, boo, you know, how many kids you want to have? All right, well, is it okay with you if I only make $42,000 a year for the rest of my life? And you got to pay half of the bills. Are you okay with that? Mm. Because together, we still going to be better than if we was apart. Yeah. And here's, another, here's a, one, one more misconception I want to clear up because um, they, they always hear about, oh, we smashing all these chicks whatever. A lot of chicks I dated or messed with were like, these was not hood rats. I've dated girls who were writers, dated girls who were in culinary, dated girls who went to law school. Like, I never messed with the average hood chick you see with purple hair and all the other craziness. I've never done that. And that's the misconception. They think, oh, I'm from the hood for the projects. He messed with all these hood thoughts. It's like, nah, I've messed with mostly professional women. And, you you know, a, and they would never think that, looking at me. Like I said, I was in the hood, fam. Yeah. I was trying to um, get with the females that were in Catholic school strictly. Mm -hmm. Now, don't take this young brothers and run with it, okay? This is evil information I'm about to give out. I like messing with the Catholic school girls because it usually took two incomes to send them to school. So when they got home from school, guess who wasn't home? Dad. Mom or dad. Remember, it takes two incomes. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Public school girls, mom was usually home, a brother was usually home, somebody else was home. Public assistance. So there was no smash. <laughs> no, unless you had unless you had a free crib. Or tell nah, Trust me, these Catholic school girls, they lived in homes for the majority. Mm. And grandma might have been upstairs. We just went down to the basement. Yeah. Which always amazing. But <laughs> Like you said, wrapping it up, yep. you for interracial dating. I'm not for it because as much as my black sisters, my black Native American women have hurt me, I'm loyal to y'all. I want to be married to a black Native woman one day. Again, I want to live the rest of my life out with her because she's going to understand me better. No, I get what you're coming from on an ethnic level. I definitely do. I'm saying like me, I can't just put myself in a box just because I'm black. I got a black girl. No, I'm a smash. In the meantime, everybody getting smashed. Oh, no, I'm not even talking about just smash. I'm talking about like if I happen to be in a community relationship with a girl, she had to be Spanish, Caucasian, whatever. And then that's just what happens. I'm not going to I'm not going to leave a potential uh, situation to be happy or have a relationship that's working because she's not my complexion. Right, but see, remember, what he's talking about isn't interracial dating, it's interracial marriage. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. But it could okay. lead up to that. It could. No. I don't think it realistically would because, for me, it is just like, okay, I think the closest I, I, I'd be able to come is a Latina. And technically, well, realistically, Latinas, Latinos are still part of the but, Black Native American diaspora. Mm -hmm. They might speak different, but you go over to Dominican Republic. You've been there, fam. Of course. 
you you get stuck when you start seeing a brother, a sister just as dark as you, and she's speaking fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, but with that, fam. Yeah, we out of here, y'all. That's we the out of here, y'all. Peace and blessings, y'all. All right, until next episode, man. We'll see y'all later. Deuces. Peace. Something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Lines being drawn Nobody's right If everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down A field day for the heat A thousand people in the street Singing songs and carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Everybody look what's going, you better stop now, what's that sound?